This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Friday the 7th of January. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Sophia Franklin. Violence increases in Kazakhstan with dozens of protesters killed. Assistance of Russian troops really does turn the dial on this situation. The situation has been escalating every single day since January the 1st. And Biden blames Trump for last year's Capitol riots. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start today by returning to Kazakhstan, where dozens of protesters have been killed. Fresh violence has broken out in Almaty, with Russian soldiers now arriving to help keep the peace. That's what it sounded like in Almaty yesterday. It's reported that around 350 people were injured in the riot and that 18 members of Kazakhstan's security force have been killed, two decapitated. Protests began in the oil-producing western province of Manjistau on Sunday after a cap on liquid petroleum gas, which many people use to power their cars, was removed, causing prices to double. The government has already resigned with the fuel price cap reinstated, but this unrest in the country appears to have morphed into a broader set of grievances. Kate Mallinson, associate fellow of the Russia and Eurasia programme at Chatham House, has told Times Radio the situation has escalated rapidly. Assistance of Russian troops really does turn the dial on this situation. The situation has been escalating every single day since January the 1st. From what we saw then was a small protest against the increase in petrol rises. And now what we're seeing is an intra-elite sort of battle for power in Almaty. Ben Godwin is the head of analysis at PRISM Political Risk Management. He lived in Kazakhstan for seven years and now advises on the risk there. He says the tensions are an unwelcome distraction for Russia, who have their hands full with other neighbouring countries. It doesn't seem to me that Russia really wants this crisis right now, right? We have the tensions happening in Ukraine at the moment. Russia has all sorts of other problems to deal with as well. Belarus is still unstable. Afghanistan is unstable. And we saw in 2020 a war uh, between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Kazakhstan has been, for the last 30 years, Russia's most stable and predictable ally. The mayor's office and presidential palace were set alight in Almaty on Wednesday and the airport was temporarily seized with ongoing battles between masses of protesters and police. But despite tensions running high, Ben Godwin says there is no solid opposition to step in to govern. There are various opposition leaders around the country, but there's no uh, consolidated opposition force no serious set of demands that could the, the government could implement that would satisfy the entire population right now because there are so many different groups. A nationwide state of emergency has been declared in what is Kazakhstan's most dramatic upheaval since the fall of the Soviet Union. On the anniversary of the Capitol riots in Washington, D.C. on Thursday, President Joe Biden accused Donald Trump of holding a dagger to the throat of America. Five people died during the violence, 15 police officers needed hospital treatment, and millions of dollars worth of damage was caused. The U.S. president laid the blame firmly on the shoulders of Mr. Trump. And here's the truth. The former president of the United States of America 
has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle, because he sees his own interest as more important than his country's interest, than America's interest, and because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our Constitution. He can't accept he lost. Although Biden did not refer to the former president of the United States by name, Trump has released a statement in response, claiming Biden is destroying America with open borders and corrupt elections. He also says that this political theatre is all just a distraction for the fact Biden has completely and totally failed. Kieran Southern is the Times of London's US correspondent. He says President Biden has so far failed to unite the states as he promised to do so 12 months ago. This week, one in three Americans now believe that violence against the government can be justified, which is quite eye-opening. It's far higher number than in in similar polls in years past. So I think um, it's fair to say that America is as divided now as it was when Joe Biden took power. More than 700 people have been arrested in the past year in connection to the riots. 74 have been sentenced. Kieran Southern says those sentences vary rather widely. Um, lots of being sentenced to either a couple of months in jail, weeks, some home detention, others probation. On the way, a collision between a Navy ship and a Russian submarine and the Golden Globes goes behind closed doors. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Just a week after British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of trafficking young girls to be sexually abused by the late Jeffrey Epstein, her legal team are calling for a retrial. A second juror has claimed to have been sexually abused as a child and spoke about it during deliberations. Another juror had already told media of his experience of sexual abuse, but didn't recall being asked about it during the prospective juror questionnaire. Maxwell's lawyers have written to Judge Alison Nathan, saying the issue presents incontrovertible grounds for a new trial. Ali Mirage is a columnist for the article, and he's told Times Radio it's significant. You have to have confidence that the jury selection is conducted properly and that the jury is is beyond reproach in terms of the mindset in which they're operating. Now, if a couple of jury members are talking about the abuse they suffered, uh, tragic as that is, but in a context of impartiality in a trial, it does raise questions. So I think this is a very difficult one now. Around 500 potential jurors completed the questionnaire before being whittled down for the judge to interview individually. The defence motion for a retrial has been set for the 19th of January, with the government's response due on the 2nd of February. A collision between ships is often a rare occurrence, even more so between military warships and submarines. But that's exactly what happened between a British Royal Navy vessel and a Russian submarine in late 2020. The incident was captured by a television crew filming a documentary. The crew was on board the HMS Northumberland as it patrolled in the North Atlantic, where the ship had been tracking the Russian sub. 
The UK's Ministry of Defence says that the submarine collided with the warship's sonar equipment, which trails hundreds of metres behind the frigate. It's unknown how much damage was caused to the Russian vessel, but HMS Northumberland was forced to return to port in Scotland to replace its damaged sonar. Royal Navy ships regularly patrol the North Atlantic, where there has been an increase in Russian submarine activity in recent years. It's not known if the crash was intentional. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. The controversy around the Australian Open continues. With the latest, here's John Jackson. Novak Djokovic remains in an immigration hotel in Melbourne as his legal team worked to secure his release to play in the Australian Open tennis tournament and be exempt from strict COVID-19 vaccination requirements. The Serbs' entry visa, supported by an exemption from the country's vaccination requirements, was revoked prompting his lawyers to successfully scramble for legal approval for him to remain in the country until a full hearing scheduled for Monday. While the world number one waits in a hotel in the city, his mother Diana, back home in Belgrade, described him as a prisoner. Meanwhile, Spain's Rafa Nadal has commented on his rival's situation. In some way, I I feel uh, sorry for him. But at the same time, um, he knows He knew the conditions since uh, a lot of months ago. One player who'll definitely miss the tournament is Japan's Kai Nishikori. He's pulled out as he continues to recover from a hip injury. The first major tournament of the year takes place between the 17th and the 30th of January. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. We brought you the news yesterday of the Grammys postponement due to the pandemic. Now, this weekend's Golden Globes will be a behind-closed-doors event. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced that the 79th ceremony will no longer be live-streamed, instead calling it a private event. The association says the winners of the awards will be shared online in real time on social media updates. However, it doesn't seem to be down to coronavirus protocol. Instead, due to heat the association has faced over a lack of diversity, there was heavy criticism last year after it emerged that the Hollywood Foreign Press, which presents the awards, had no black members. And finally, there's been a medical first in Sweden, where a man's life has been saved by a drone. The 71-year-old was shoveling snow outside his house when he suffered a cardiac arrest. Luckily, a doctor who happened to be passing called emergency services, and within minutes the drone delivered a defibrillator to the door. The new high-tech service has the capacity to reach around 200,000 Swedish residents, but developers are hoping to expand to other European countries. The man has since made a full recovery and says the drone saved his life. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 7th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.